0: This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, this is Drinking with Authors, the literary briefs edition where I would hope we were definitely drunk, but I already know our guest today is not drunk nearly enough to be drunk on this part. But I have so I'm your host Erica Lance my co-host today is because she will never announce herself properly
1: J.M. Paquette
0: and our guest today is Aidy James Super exciting okay let's talk a little bit about what we're drinking I have the last of my champagne and blackberry Blackcurrant actually liqueur it's blackcurrant liqueur I am super fucking fancy today Damn, what do you got water whatever okay water. Maybe, what are you
2: drinking today i'm about what a little over half done with my reds apple yes. cider
0: one one bottle that's fine I uh, you said six pack i was hoping it'd be number four by now but it's okay have, i'm
2: right here waiting i thought i was <laughs> it's, it's getting warm
0: oh no no that's terrible oh god Okay, we have the rapid fire questions. You want to take a sip before we do rapid fire questions? All right. Okay. All right. First question. What is your favorite book of all time?
2: Oh, um, Karen Marie Monings, Um One of them. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot. I think I love it's dark. That
0: she's looking up at the bookshelf. You guys no. if you're watching dark. YouTube you see it. But if you're not, you don't get to see her looking up at the bookshelf. You gotta put your bookshelf like mine right here, so it's very subtle. Like
2: <laughs> And what's I actually don't even have it on that shelf. I don't know oh. which shelf it's on.
0: <laughs> Why is it one of your favorites?
2: Um it just is actually she's the first romance author that I read. Oh. So. So that, in, um, that series was one of my favorites, but that particular one, which is several books into the series, um, was the one that I just could never part with.
0: That makes sense. What about your least favorite book that you've ever read?
2: Oh, geez. Um, I don't even want to say who it is. I'll just say that it's it was in my genre that I enjoy reading, and uh, my husband... <laughs> but actually it was his aunt sent him this book and he wanted me to read it for him. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Cause he thought that he didn't want to read it.
0: <laughs> well, that lends this question, which Jen normally asks, but now I'm going to ask it because yeah, you have to think of another one. So there, whatever. Um, uh, do you finish a book? Do you always finish books or are you willing to put them down if you don't like them?
2: No, I put him down. As soon as I don't like it. I know it's terrible because I don't like it when people do it to me. But, you know, I I understand it. I'll put it down. I just don't review it. I don't, you know, I just don't say anything negative about it. Um, So, yeah, I just
0: stop reading it. Do you need to have happy endings in your books?
2: Yes. As a matter of fact, I'll go to a bookstore. And if whenever I am going to read a book, uh, I'll flip it to the last page and read that.
1: I do that too.
0: Jen is cheering because she does the exact, she got, there's a story behind it, but there was one particular book that ruined everything for her. And now she always reads.
2: Movies too. Movies too. Uh, Arlington Road. My husband made me watch that. And that, uh, it does not have a happy ending. And it ruined me. Like I just, I was so angry that I spent an hour and a half or however long it is sitting there watching a movie for it to not have a happy ending. I can't do it.
0: Do not I need read to any m- Erica Lance books then.
1: I need to make sure that the he- the characters that I see their names at the beginning are also still talking on the last page. Yes,
2: I need a happy ending. I I may not always write a- an ending that's happy, but I want my books to be- have a happy ending.
0: The ones that I- <laughs> so you don't write Love happy it. endings all the time, but you insist I on do. reading happy endings.
2: It's I I do I do I have one book that's not published that won't have a happy ending, but I'll probably not publish that because of that. <laughs>
0: None of my horror books have happy <clears throat> endings. Not a single one of them. Oh, no. Um, no. <laughs> well, it's. I have a theory that, in at least for me in the horror genre, because I write horror, right? And these characters go through some of the most terrible <clears throat> things in the entire world. Jen's read my stuff, so she knows. As an editor, she wouldn't pick it up, as an, and a friend maybe, but she would not pick it up as a reader whatsoever. But... <laughs> They, I feel like they go through these horrible things. Nobody's going to be okay at the end of that. Like, there's not a single person that can go through some maybe of this stuff is, like Maybe
2: it is the happiest ending you can give them
1: <laughs> death. <They're dead>. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Stephen King answer. I feel like you're ruined for this world. We'll just kill you off.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm on board with that or leave them there to take out somebody else. It's fine. <laughs> go for it, Jen.
1: So, are you um, an ebook reader or do you need paper in your hands? I will read an
2: ebook, um, but I need the smell of a, pa- of a book. I like to smell it. I like to feel the paper. I, you know, definitely old school.
1: Hardcover, paperback?
2: Paperback. Hardcover is too heavy, especially when they get this big. <laughs> i
0: See, I'm a Kindle reader through and through through and through because i'll fall asleep reading and it falling on me is way different than a book falling on
1: (laughs) my poor nose
0: the soft soft landing yeah exactly i'm like this is much better than like i can't tell you how many times my boyfriend has woken up and he's like here's your kindle and i'm like where was it he's like you don't want to (laughs) know it moves on the bed when i'm reading Mm -hmm. um so we we talked in the last um thing that you're more of a a a pantser than really a plotter but Mm -hmm. oh my goodness I just lost my question it's fine it's coming back oh yes so what are your writing quirks what are things that your editor always goes uh you need to do a find and replace for the word that
2: (laughs) (laughs) um I don't know if, I don't know if there's anything that I, I she probably would say the complete opposite. <laughs> um, probably just fixes it. And, um, I know that I use a lot of then I or the I eye, like eyes. Um, that's like a big thing is I, and I, and one thing that I notice is that I shake, I shake their heads a lot. <laughs> that's pretty much it. They're always shaking their head for something.
0: Yeah, I know. Jen's characters are always nodding and shrugging. They're nodding lot, and shrugging. They're always nodding and shrugging. And, and they shrug a lot.
1: There's a lot of shoulder action. There is a lot of shoulder <laughs> action
0: in those particular things. What is your pet peeves as a reader, though? What is something that will make you just chuck the book across the room?
2: Um, I don't like, um, you know, I, I have read it, but I don't really like heroines that are perceived to be um weak I, I don't know if the, if the word is weak but I don't like I like them even if they've got if they're 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 in a position of being victimized I don't like them to necessarily be victims um the female specifically um I, that's one thing that I'll, I'll definitely put a book down for that like it just starts to kind of get on me like where you know just because you're in a bad position where you might be um vulnerable doesn't mean that you need to be that the woman herself needs to be that way like she to me i like strong females whether or not they're you know brought down by something they have to somehow be strong um and that's one of my biggest pet peeves as far as like especially in romance um that i will definitely like be like because even like if it's like a poorly edited book it's got to be like seriously poorly edited for me to not want to finish it if it's a good story
0: well, you're super nice. <laughs> no, it's true. Jen will do the same thing. I will I get mad. It it doesn't take much to get an editor to edit the book. Not that there aren't some bad editors out there, but when I see people publish and they have a good story and I keep getting pushed kind of mm-hmm. out of the story because of things that they did in that, it's super irritating to me. Like it's a pet peeve of mine because I'm like I understand you have a voice and everything, but I'm not going to buy book two or whatever it is because you pushed me out of the story so many times. Yeah, because you, you know, said was five thousand times or wound, but that's a whole other topic. Or I, or sure. <laughs> Yeah, or they said like we were reading a, a book that I that we found that was really funny. A couple people recommended it to us, but everybody said. Like, every line that had dialogue had the word said, she mm-hmm. said, he said, they said, he said. And I'm like, this is just, and I was reading it out loud to, to you know, Jen and a couple other people. And it was irritating me reading it out loud with the word said. I'm like, there's yeah. so many different things you can yeah. do.
1: It's very Hemingway. But then I've also read books where they never use said and people are always exclaiming, extorting, querying, questioning, muttering, which whisper- I'm like too many words said is okay. Just uh, not for every line.
2: Yeah, it does. I like, know I have noticed that in certain books and I do feel, you know, I try to be conscious at least when I do it to like remove some of that and just kind of have it be an action. Because mm-hmm. um, it does like kind of throw me a little bit. Right? I mean, am I- I'll still keep reading it, but <laughs>
0: I think it's interesting I also think it's a really good testament to an author if they can put dialogue where you do not get lost in who is talking Mm -hmm. you know I think that's a skill and I think that's a skill authors I'm about to pontificate for a second here I think that's a skill authors should work on is being able to have dialogue and not have to have something explaining the dialogue. I'm not even using the right terms. Jen's the PhD in English literature. But if you can do it in such a way you can follow the conversation and know who's having the conversation, mm-hmm. I think that's a brilliant skill. What is the technical yes. term for that, Jen?
1: You mean like tagging where you have the he said, she said. So you don't have to count lines?
0: Yeah, like you can just tell who's talking throughout the thing without the yeah. he said or he exclaimed or he shrugged or
1: he, Yeah, you those know what are- I mean? They're tags, dialogue tags.
0: Okay. See, I knew there was a technical term that I didn't know because I am not a PhD in English literature. I am a PhD in awesomeness. So So, um, when you're, do you, let's talk about reviews. We touched on it briefly in the last podcast, but do you write reviews?
2: I do. If, um, you know, I'm not, I'm actually one of those people that like, I get like, I'll buy something and I get like a thousand times like review this, review this. And I don't, (laughs) but, um, I do when I do a book, um, especially if I really love it, I really try to like make myself, like remind myself, you need to go on there and and say something. And I'll even a lot of times put it on in my group, like, Hey, I just read this and you guys kind of check this out. Um, just because I want those reviews too. You know, like I, I, I'm hopeful that people will do that for me. So I do try, if it's a bad, if I don't, if I didn't enjoy it, I don't mention it ever
0: in any any way. Have you ever written to an author about their book, something that you found? Mm -hmm. I have. I wrote,
2: I have, I'll send like, like I said, if I really, really enjoy I'll shoot an email or a, um, you know, a message like on Facebook or whatever, um, just to let them know how much I like their book, just because to me, it feels so good, you know, when I hear that. So I try to.
0: No, I think I think it's important. Um, you know, what's interesting about reviews is I actually guilted myself into writing more reviews because I realized I utilize them on a lot of stuff to determine whether or not I want to purchase. Not books. I actually don't read reviews for books ever because I find that it's so subjective mm-hmm. on the person unless it's a book about. Um, like a nonfiction book where I'm trying to get a book about a certain topic. And I want to know how in detail that book goes on a topic, normally something that you're trying to learn. Like, does it actually explain what I need to know? Because you can't always tell from the cover. And so I'll read reviews on that, but book reviews, I don't because I generally find does the blurb or whatever interest me? Has it sucked me in? Does it sound like something I want to read? I'll read that book then. You know what I mean? And not what do other people think of the book only because as an author having gotten reviews, and they're so very subjective, based on the human that's writing the review, I just go, that's not the right thing. But purchasing stuff, say, for instance, on Amazon, I'll go look up and I, you know, I broke my leg, I needed a cart, little wheelie scooter thing, which has been the mm-hmm. awesome. Well, guess what? I read all the reviews, but I read the reviews to see who talked about being six feet tall and use these cards because I was like, is this big enough for me to use? It was useful. So now I, I, I feel slightly guilted into writing reviews because I use them all the time. I'm like, it's not fair if I don't yeah. write a review on what happened. <laughs> <laughs> So how how fast can you write if you get to sit down and actually write for a span? How many words can you get done?
2: Um, I can get done. You know, if I have a good, you know, like when my daughter's at school and and I just just sit down as soon as I get home to the minute she comes home, I probably could get any good four thousand words in. But you wow. know, it doesn't okay. happen that a lot of times it's, you know, I got to go to the grocery store or whatever, and then I really only have an hour, and then I get only a certain amount of words. But if I really, especially, it's really a lot of times too, if I don't have any research to do, if it's just straight up story writing. But if I have to stop to, you know, look up, how does this happen? Or how does, how do they do this? How do they make whiskey? Like, sort that sort of stuff, you know, then it obviously takes a lot longer.
0: How far down the rabbit hole do you go? Because a lot of authors that do a lot of research, I'm very good. I'm going to toot my own horn here. I'm very good that if I need a fact to put in the story, Mm -hmm. I don't go all the way down the rabbit hole. Like if I need a particular hat, I will just go look up what that hat is, briefly describe it, move on. I know people like we have a friend who went down an entire rabbit hole for hours about a scarf that was at this certain time period that was not that important other than the character was wearing it and she needed just to describe what this particular thing did. But it was like yeah. six hours later, she's coming up for air on this stupid scarf thing. And I'm like, how important, like, if you didn't put that scarf in the story with the world end? And she's like, no. And I'm like, you lost six hours of writing time.
1: But now yeah. she knows the history of scarf making and fabric and dyeing. And nobody needs it. to know what her story is about. No, I don't think would do it on this. I think
2: if um, for just an example, um, Good Mr. King is based on a diamond company. So they make diamonds, um, produce them. Um, and so I did, you know, because it, it's so that's so much in the book, and he, he actually does do work with diamonds and stuff. So I had to, I did kind of like a day where I just did that because then I already knew you know, I watched videos, I read, you know, stuff. And I, but after that, I had a pretty good idea of kind of a start to finish how they produce a diamond, where they come from, you know, whatever. And then I could just write it with inserting some of the facts from that. And I didn't have, and then I would just vis- revisit here and there as I needed, like whatever specific thing, like, you know, what's the rarest diamond or whatever, like that sort of a thing. Then I would just revisit that little spot. Like I didn't, go back and do a whole, you know, session on red diamonds, you know, but, um, that was really like the most, like everything else is kind of like a lot of my books are based in new Orleans. So I, have been to new Orleans a lot of times and already did a lot of the history there. So I already kind of had that. Um, there's not really, you know, other than like little tidbits here and there. Um, that's, you know, I don't, I don't spend like a whole entire day, Doing a research. One
0: of the good ones, because otherwise, these some of these richer, you're laughing, Jen, but you are one of those that will go completely down the most ridiculous rabbit holes. And I'm like, I'm sorry, was this one sentence in your story that you just spent eight hours figuring out how to describe a scarf?
1: <laughs> no it wasn't no her, it was not the scarf person. i wasn't the scarf person but i do it i would learned all about boats for for like a, i just needed the name of a boat in my story and i was like let me learn every boat possible throughout history to figure out which one i'm going to use yeah well, see, i needed you literally could just say a
0: boat nobody would care like it's a sailboat or a not sailboat not important oh my goodness okay so um did you keep a lot of diaries as a kid? Journals? Um I my mom
2: would probably kill me. I kept one and it was found and that was the last one I ever <laughs> kept.
0: <laughs> Who was it found by, your mom or siblings?
2: My mom. Oh yeah. I that was pretty much the only one now. I, I was like, hmm, maybe this isn't such a good idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: that was, oh! I I didn't do that. I think that's probably why I would stick my that one memo where I wrote my first story in between the mattress because I was scarred. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! No, I could totally see that. Wow, um, Jen,
1: um, do you write? You like paperbacks or hardcover? Well, paperbacks. Do you write in your books, or do they have to be pretty and pr- like pristine?
2: Uh, like write in them, like for
1: to give yeah. away. No, no, notes like, and stuff like like, that. like your books that you're reading. Will you like underline or will you break the spine? Oh, if it's a book that I'm reading,
2: yeah, I, you know, put you stuff in, like I'll, I, I'm the one of those that I like open it because I want it. I don't like it when it's like all like closed up. So I'll like, I'll break that spine. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't write in it necessarily or make notes or anything, but yeah, I'll, you know, I make it mine. <laughs>
0: You said you started going to um, reader events. Have you met any authors that you are a huge fan of in person?
2: I have, um, I mean, I've met a lot of authors I didn't know. Um, so that was pretty cool. And it's actually only been around here where I live um, and it was before the pandemic. Um, but I have, I mean, that was um, just upon, um, you know, the insistence of a friend. She's like, you've got to go, you've got to, she wants me to, <laughs> to do one. And I'm such a like, um, shy person that I am like, I don't know how I could be face to face with somebody. (laughs) So she's like, just go to the go to the event. So that was really kind of why I started going and I would take my daughter and she likes it. So that was another reason why I started going even more because she wanted to go, I would take her to the grown up side first, and then we would go to the kids. And she would get her she would get so many like, signatures and stuff you know I wouldn't get anything. <laughs> nobody would ever do anything for me but for her she she was getting like you know her little signed paperback I didn't I mean I didn't want to ask I bought books but she was getting them she would like go up there and somehow oh. I don't know the people person
0: <laughs> well that's it. I mean I'll tell you as being an author and I think it is I think it would be very nice for you to do an event, but being an author, having somebody ask you for your autograph, imagine somebody asks you for your autograph. Like that is yeah. a huge acknowledgement and you're not putting them out. They're not too busy. Like they have the same feelings you do when it comes to doing that sort of thing. So next yeah. you go to those events, you should, I think it would be great for you to do it because I love interacting with fans or even finding people to be fans. Of my work or other authors that I'm with's work because it's you know when you give somebody a story sometimes you're giving them something that can completely change their life yeah and you don't even know that some part of what you shared with them even if it's a you know a book about you know um, mafia and stuff like that some part of it is inspirational and changes their life and they are so excited to meet you because you're a celebrity like i think a lot of us as authors forget not me obviously because yeah <laughs> um, but uh, i because i've got my confidence on in spades but they you forget that you're a celebrity to them you're this great author of these books that you you've that they've read and they come to love in these characters they've fallen in love with so when they come up to you and go you wrote this and then they want your signature i'll tell you i want you to have that moment because i think when you have that moment You'll never experience anything like the first time somebody goes, Can you sign my book?
2: Uh huh. Yeah. You know? I'll, yeah, I'll keep you posted only when I build up the courage.
0: <laughs> I'm going to get with Barbie. I'm going to make her put you out at an event. That's okay. <laughs> I, I got sneaky ways to make this happen. <laughs> anyway, oh my goodness, it's almost time. It's almost time. Okay. So. We're going to ask again, because I like asking that you gave some advice on the last po- podcast, but what other advice would you give authors?
2: What other advice? Um, I would say read a lot, um, join some groups like the Alessandra, where you can ask, um, questions and, you know, about how to do certain things that you might, you know, get, you know, not know how to even, that you wouldn't even think about in advertising or in publishing or whatever, um, and for support. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. I don't know that I have any, anything else that's super wise.
0: (laughs) I think you do. We'll just have to pull it out of you eventually. So your latest (laughs) book that was released is the King's King of Bourbon Street, the King of Bourbon Street. And the Mm -hmm. sequel that's coming out is
2: Queen of Deceit. And when is that releasing? That's releasing, um, May 29th.
0: Ooh, may 29th. that's super oh, yeah. exciting what's coming up after that the mafia series right cartel cartel. the cartel series sorry yeah. i've had a lot of champagne the cartel series when is that releasing i don't
2: know yet when that's releasing but um the first book will be devil's den um and it's definitely be very dark um very sexy so you know they're all very sexy <laughs>
0: All very sexy, very dark, definitely for seven-year-olds. Just kidding. That's how you do that. Don't let your kids read this. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. Okay. (laughs) Only just you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you bring your kid to these events. That actually spark so much joy. So how do people find you? Um,
2: www.adjames.com or 80s Book Affairs on Facebook
0: awesome you have been so much fun and so amazing thank you for being on our podcast thank
2: you for having me
0: absolutely i know you've been very shy and nervous through this but you've done awesome and amazing okay (laughs) okay so this has been drinking with authors the literary briefs edition i've been your host erica lance my co-host has been
1: jm paquette i was gonna say it what i was gonna say co-host jm paquette
0: I can do it again. I've been your host, Erica Lance,
1: And I've been your co-host, J.M. Paquette.
0: <laughs> oh, people are going to think you're such a dork. Our guest I has been Amy James, and we will see you next time.